0: Hi, this is Mark Wade, writer of Daredevil, and you're listening to Longbox Heroes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 520 of Longbox Heroes, the Lamborghini of comic book podcasts. I'm Todd, joined with Joe. How are we doing today, Joe?
1: I wonder if the person who is credited as the writer, how this would work, the writer of the episode of Doctor Who that introduced Spectrox, mm-hmm. if we could reach out to them to see if we could also be the Spectrox of comic book podcasts.
0: I can look into it because I know the British uh, trademark laws, they probably own the rights to Spectrox. Mm. Over there, if you write something or create something, you most likely you know own it. Like the guy who... they who created the Daleks. It was like, oh, we want to use them later. It's like you have to go see Terry Nation's family. They own
1: the rights. I like how you immediately knew the name of the man who invented the Daleks cuz my go-to is like you got to go ask Billy Dalek, you know. <laughs> no, it's Terry Nation,
0: who, you know, later went on to write such great shows like a few episodes of MacGyver among other things.
1: But I'm going to I'm going to wait for you to name the great shows that he he wrote. <laughs> All right,
0: I I'll I'll get back to you on that.
1: Because while McGuire well, never mind. I'm not even gonna open up that kettle of fish.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Speaking of fish, what do we got to talk about on this non-fish comic book <laughs> podcast this week, Todd?
0: Right, no fish math this episode. But um this week DC explains why no Batman Day in comic shops. Also, a book that is absent from solicits lately shows up, while another book slides back on the schedule, Joe. And also, guerrilla marketing? Hmm. Well, anyway, free digital books and sales. What we read last week. The list is long. Web of Venom, Wraith, number one. Oh, wait, that's it, because it was a small week for the both of us. What we're looking forward to this week Todd's art attack and finally we review the latest episode of the boys and we find out where it rates on the creepy meter this week and also how far we are to uh being near a live stream of your wife watching every episode i need i need that so we'll get to that at the end of the show
1: yeah absolutely we'll save it to the uh the end of the show i think mm-hmm. it would be well anyway yeah we'll get into it there <laughs> right <laughs> so todd mm-hmm. as you mentioned dc uh gave a i'd say well thought out and uh concrete no holes being able poked into it reason for no support for brick and mortar shops for batman day this weekend
0: yes i think we can move on it's solid we don't we nobody even needs to know
1: (laughs) due to the uh, this is from the press release due to the ongoing global health crisis this year's batman day will differ from our past blowout celebrations emphasis on blowout out there i guess uh as with many recent events we have pulled back from the physical element of batman day which is why there are no printed comic books for batman <laughs> day 2020 now uh, again this doesn't uh explain why there's quote-unquote physical elements at walmart target hot topic companies like lego spin master amazon funko uh, Etc. cetera, et all have new physical stuff. But I guess the Diamond warehouse still had some Catwoman and Joker masks laying around. Right. And they've decided to, as their last dealings with Diamond, DC is forcing them to send those to comic book shops. <laughs> That's
0: right. We can either burn these or su- send them to retailers.
1: Right. You could either throw them away or... You could charge the retailers a premium to have them shipped to them. They'll show up damaged. Happy Batman Day, everybody.
0: And you know what? There's probably nothing packed more lovingly than the people at Diamond packing the last of the DC stuff. Like, literally, I could just see them throwing those masks over their shoulders into a box and then, like, taping it up and it's all crumpled and everything and just kicking it out to the truck. Like, I'm just it would it's literally packing up your your the ex that dumped you stuff and making sure it's all in the right place and nothing's broken
1: i was gonna say that people are fashioning those masks into like suits of armor and like building things out of them and they're just crumbling them up into a ball putting them into a box the size of a washing machine box and sending it to the retailers in the hopes that it gets there in time for batman day 2021
0: Wow! there you go. You could stockpile all those Joker and Catwoman masks. That way you can have everybody show up to the comic shop cosplaying as Batman and they could beat up your workers dressed as Joker and Catwoman. That's the only thing I can think.
1: So we're kind of ribbing on the square with DC's acknowledgement of their lack of support for brick and mortar stores. With this being what their response is, Todd, do you think they would have just been better off not saying anything?
0: I really do. I think they should have said nothing. And I don't understand. They have all this product. They have all this product, you know, that they give to these stores and they have comic shops and literally how hard would it be to put in the press release and in comic shops, the 1000th issue since the first appearance of Batman detective comics, 1027, like you have, like you have a product in the shop. So why, so either say nothing Or do something. No, no, you know, half, you know, hearted attempts.
1: Right. This just rings hollow, is all. You know, and I know DC is going through some restructuring. They're going through some concerns and issues, but one would assume they planned these things out a little bit more in advance than like two or three months out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They they announce the like typically under normal circumstances we know what the May Free Comic Book Day books are in like late november early december so these things are done like four to five months in advance
0: right now to play a little dev- devil's advocate four to you know four to five months in advance we were just rolling into the pandemic you know what I mean? So they could say, like, if they even said, like, well, we were planning on making stuff, but the printers were closed for a while, for a while and those went to the back of the line. Like, I could have written up a way better, you know, uh, statement than what they wrote. And that's sad,
1: because I'm an idiot. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but yes, you absolutely could have done more. You know, mm-hmm. they they could have even, they could have even, like... Taken one of the, whatever other companies they are, it's not like toys don't sell at comic book shop, Funko Pops don't sell it whatever, you know, print up a sticker that says, you know, brick and mortar exclusive or Batman Day whatever exclusive. Throw those stickers on a bunch of the new Funko Pops that you're sending out to wherever. Send a box of those to the retailers and say, these are the ones that are for you. These are special for you because they have a sticker on them
0: mm-hmm it's the way they do it for san diego that's the only difference between the boxes right. somebody slaps a San sand san diego comic-con exclusive sticker on there
1: i don't know you be in charge of batman day i'll be in charge of what gets put out on digital uh sales and freebies
0: i would not only just batman day give me the pr section i'll handle it <laughs> i could shoot some uh stuff just as good as anybody else
1: So, uh, some stuff have been slipping. A lot of Spider-Man related stuff have been slipping. <laughs> right. And this is actually one of those weird ones because I had, just as an example, it, I don't think it's late per se, but I had Venom 28 on my list for books for this week. And then when I checked like all the final things, cause you know, we'll get into like the final lists and the current lists and everything else like that, um, but I think it was, like, Venom 28 was on the list for shipping books Wednesday, and then it was off, like, that Friday. Okay. And it was just a bunch of books kind of are falling, like, uh, Amazing Spider-Man's, like, 40, like, so one, when one Amazing Spider-Man slips, they all slip. hmm And then Venom is slipping, like, everything's, like, falling back by two weeks, I guess, just so that they kind of stay in line there with whatever that storyline is right which which stinks but is understandable obviously you don't want to mess up um you know a storyline and it's only affecting two books technically amazing spider-man and venom you know as opposed to like when it's a crossover and the main book of the crossover affects like six books
0: right but that's the crossovers coming up so you want to get all your things going right now
1: you know so right right but related unrelated Uh, Spider-Man book, but I don't think it's crossing over into the big uh, Last Remains uh, crossover thing for Spider-Man, is the J.J. Abrams Kids Spider-Man book.
0: Right. But only issue five, because it looks like four is coming out in two weeks.
1: Well, issue four, and that's, so that's kind of where I was getting into with Venom, right? So, last Wednesday, Venom 28 was on the list to be coming out for the 16th. And then Friday, it was off the list. It was moved to the following week. Right. J.J. Uh, Abrams' kids Spider-Man number four is on the diamond list, the tentative list for the 23rd. When we wake up on Wednesday, that list comes out, and that list is like 99.9% locked for the following week. But just like we saw with Venom 28 last week, where it was on the definitive list for Wednesday and off the definitive list by Friday... I wouldn't be surprised if that book falls by the wayside as well.
0: I don't think so, Joe. You think think finally
1: it's going to come out? Locked and loaded, J.J.
0: Abrams' kid finally sat down at his desk and, you know, typed out some pages,
1: and we're good to go. Now, I will say this uh, on both sides. One, of course, issue five is now uh, mid-November. And if we're kind of looking at the uh, crux of this thing, the uh, original solicitation date for issue five was January of
0: 2020.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, pandemic notwithstanding.
0: (laughs) Right. But
1: you know, we're still a little ways off, of course, but there are no preview pages up for issue four of that Spider-Man.
0: I thought the first couple were up.
1: I don't know. I I don't think so. I'll double check, though.
0: Either way, what do do you think? uh, Spider Man, JJ Spider, JJ Abrams' kids, Spider Man is out, completed by the end of the year, a la Doomsday Clock. I put no money on it, but no, I I believe wholeheartedly, JJ Abrams' kids, Spider Man mini will be over in the month of December two (laughs) thousand twenty. Hey, listen, I was wrong on Doomsday Clock by a week. I will not be wrong on this mini series.
1: I, it. like I said, I ain't putting no money on it. I'm just saying.
0: I didn't ask to put money. I'm just saying, book it, Joe. No,
1: nah, it ain't going to be. All right. Now I'm uh, sad. Like I said, no preview. There's a cover, but there's well. no preview images. But anyway. Speaking of books that are long-delayed... Right. Uh, finally, on the solicitation track for this December... is the uh, Tom King Clayman Man... Batman Catwoman...
0: multi-part thing? Right. I, was it 12 issues and then something? I don't know. I think it might have got knocked down. But either way, it's you know a finite
1: series. Right. So, uh, if you remember... This is also supposed to have like whispers of Mask of the Phantasm which you never saw
0: which makes me, you know, we have to start figuring out when I'm going to watch that. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, I've never seen Mask of the
1: Phantasm. Right. Uh so it starts December 1st. Um it says uh, new it's it's currently being solicited as a 12 issue miniseries, maxi series whatever. New issues will s- ship monthly. With a skip month planned for a June uh, special, and Ooh. the series will uh, be black label. I don't know if it's going to be like an oversized black label book or a normal size black label book.
0: They want them to fit with your, you know, uh, Killing Joke and your Three Jokers. So I'm betting no- normal size, and it might look like those too. You know what I mean? Right. Have that neon, you know, uh, ink color of the lettering and stuff like that. But uh, I've th- I, I definitely think it'll be out in December. As long as British printers don't mess up, we're going to have Bat Cat <laughs> come December.
1: So uh, my only thing, of course, uh, with that would be um, I'm a little sad that the book didn't get to be published as it was intended to be. But I completely understand why. And obviously, in light of some of the recent things that we've talked about on the show, Tom King kind of going off on Jay Lee in regards to not reading the whole story before shooting his mouth off on the old Twitter machine, you know? Right. Um, but there, there's a lot of people that were fans of that run. There's a lot of people that were fans of what Tom King established, the relationship and attitude between Bruce and Selena. So I'm glad that he's getting a chance to tell that story, even though it's kind of an out-of-continuity story at this point.
0: Right. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I guess it kind of has to be too, because right now the money's in Tinian's Joker War Batman, which is going to continue after a hundred. So I, you know, you don't upset the apple cart. They're both They're. I look at Tinian's Batman as as good as anything that was the best on king's run but i think king king didn't stick the landing towards the end of his run because the the carpet got pulled out out from under him i wonder what it would have been like if he had got to make all the decisions that he wanted to because i feel this bat cat even though it's going to be black label isn't 100 percent going to be what he wanted to be so i don't know i'm looking forward to seeing it but i understand also why it, it couldn't be if you will mm-hmm
1: it's on my list that's you know it's going in with the the bat that batman run i don't know if it's going to go after the tom king run or separately but we'll see
0: right it would go after and and between the tinian run that's where you want to put it
1: okay that's probably where i would end up putting it okay last but not least something that hopefully a lot of people didn't put in the trash uh (laughs) which was about three weeks ago or so uh several retailers, not ours sadly, received a black and white seemingly self-published book entitled The Hero Trade with a note that just says I'm sending you one copy of my self-published book free of charge. Please don't throw it away. I'd love it if you could put it out on your s- shelf and sell it. If you would like to order more, please email us at this email address and include your store name and shipping address three dollars each with shipping just let us know how many you'd like no later than september 13th so there's probably more than three weeks ago that this was sent out but maybe it was three weeks ago right right so there was like little to no discussion of this just until tuesday of this past week where people started snooping around trying to figure out what this was because i guess some retailers that maybe did get these and maybe did not ignore this and maybe kind of put two and two together were to figure out that this was from a new publisher, um, a new-ish publisher called Bad Idea, and this is a new book by Matt Kint and David Latham. Mm -hmm. Um, Bad Idea is a bunch of people who were in editorial and such, doing whatever they were doing at Valiant, uh, and about a year or so ago, kind of decided to part ways and start doing their own thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So, yeah, so... I'm all for this sort of kind of weird marketing to get your book out there. Uh, I say the more power to you.
0: Right. And I guess one of the, the sticking points with the two was this book's going to obviously come out again. Um, and you know, mass publish or whatever, but this is going to be the ones that they gave away and had the the deadline of September 13th or whatever is going to be a different copy. So the print runs going to be much smaller thereby, you know, making the speculator salivate at the, at this book and everything like that. So it was an interesting, this is actually why I ended up sending it to you because we, I sent it to you before I even knew that it was, uh, you know, Matt Kent book and everything. We were just, you know, speculating that it was some big creator doing, you know, our already well-known creator doing some gorilla, you know, advertising. And I'm like, this is a great idea, but it also kind of, it's like, Oh man, like I thank God, thank God. I'm not the completest I was back in the day, Joe, because if like this kind of stuff is going to happen more and more, because I remember, all the way back to, I can't remember what the book was, but you remember the book with the sexually transmitted disease that made you look beautiful by image. I can't think of the title, but the first issue came out with a gimmick that every one of them came with a condom. And in in my mind, that made me want, not want that issue. I didn't get the one with the condom, but it made me buy that book because it was oddball selling. And I, I don't know. Like I say, I just glad uh, it does put it on the map, but my completest days are far, far behind me, except for one or two small things. And that kind of stuff would have driven me crazy years ago, because if this was a book I love, I'd be searching for it. And I'd be like, do I have to pay the three hundred dollars for the for the guerrilla advertisement book that they put out, like you know, four years ago? So but good luck to
1: them beauty is the book that you're thinking of
0: yes it was i love that idea and we talked about it because it was something we did on the news and it made me read that book almost to the end i think i read every issue
1: right and that's the thing you know when you when you think outside the box and this was a mix of physical marketing guerrilla marketing online marketing because there was a whole other thing where it was like oh there's this link that we have on a twitter like like this, once this gets to so many likes, we'll do this. Mm-hmm. And then it took a while for it to get that many likes, and I guess that was the impetus for them to send the things out. OK. And then the next thing was the likes got the next thing of the announcement, and then the likes was the next thing that got this, and. So I want to doff my John Cena hat at whatever person there was the one that kind of pieced this all together. Mm-hmm. And I hope it inspires more people to kind of think outside the box to promote their comic. I just hope it doesn't end up in everyone doing the same exact thing.
0: And that's, what's going to happen because remember when Dan slot did superior Spider-Man and he made that guarantee, like everybody's going to want this book. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it worked for superior Spider-Man. It was a great gimmick, blah, blah, blah. But do you remember like Marvel started using the guarantee like you need to order this book 17 times it was like you know you're not going to superior spider-man 17 more times you're lucky you did it once and i could see our comic shop inundated with manila envelopes with crappy you know independent comics now
1: and you know and obviously that's the thing this a much more calculated uh marketing stunt which worked you know or You know, we'll see if it works. But on the flip side, what if it wasn't a calculated marketing thing and this thing just ends up being like the next Eastman and Laird Ninja Turtles?
0: That would be great, but I do think it was a calculated marketing thing. And you're asking whether or not it worked? It worked in the fact that it's going to put eyes on the product. Will it work in sales? That is yet to be seen. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't do say we haven't done sales on this show in forever. Remember, when I used to talk about sales all the time in the show.
0: When you used to talk about numbers, thank God this isn't a video podcast, because my (laughs) eyes would just glaze over, man, just glaze over. You'd be like, yes, and then this part of the pie chart was 34%, and then this sales thing, and Valiant is way higher than the 10th biggest comic (laughs) company, and I was like, stop it, just stop it. I had to go and take you to school at the shop about certain things, and then that's when the numbers stopped.
1: Right. I was eventually able to read the room, obviously, because it's not a video (laughs) podcast. I wasn't able to see the utter disgust and contempt on Todd's face. (laughs) I was able to see it in person. Right. So that's why it stopped.
0: That's when you talk about wrestling, Joe.
1: (laughs) Listen, I and Anyway,
0: I can't wait to get back to the the old normal on that. But anyway.
1: Oh, my goodness. So, hey, uh, there is no official The Rob Watch on this uh, main show but if you need your fill of the rob go listen to this week's after dark when it comes out i'll just say that
0: what is it like 84 minutes of the rob talk over
1: there <laughs> i think the episode in and of itself is just a hair under 40 minutes and i would say at least 25 of those minutes are about the rob
0: that's right engineer Tr- joe driving the train
1: <laughs> wait for that check to come in oh
0: that big levi's stamp oh. check
1: anyway um over uh with this episode and every episode be sure to check out soon to be named network soon to be named network.com soon to be named network.tumblr.com all the shows in the network people that have shows in the network when they go on other shows and they tell me that they went on those shows for some reason people like to keep it a secret for some reason you could find it all at soon to be named soon to be named network.tumblr.com Whether it be this show, Longbox Heroes After Dark, At Odds with Wrestling, Wednesday Night War, Final Wrestling Place, Puzzle Warriors 3, or Profane Argument. All of those shows are there. Also, be sure to check out uh, our comic book shop, Comics on the Greens Facebook page. That's where he does most of his advertising, pushing of stuff, new comics, and so forth. And also check to see what sale he has going on. And if you don't have a reliable comic retailer in your area... Our local comic book retailer can be your reliable comic book retailer. Set up a subscription with him. Get your books. Don't miss out on the latest and greatest in the world of comics. And check out our friend Becky's Instagram page where she puts a lot of the original art commissions and so forth that she does up there. And uh yeah, she uh does a lot of fun stuff. Yes, yeah, she does. Digital books and sales, speaking of which. Couple holdovers from last week, of course. We have that uh, Image Summer Crime Sale, which I think is going the entirety of the summer. Uh, Dynamite still has the boys-related stuff on sale. Get that while the getting is good. And Marvel's Choose Your Own Hero or Villain Sale. Uh, Added to the list of sales would be (laughs) Women of Valiant Sale, Dark Horse, Lone Wolf, and Cub Sale, which I've never read. I'm aware of. You well, you
0: watch, you're watching it when you watch The Mandalorian, so you're good.
1: Yeah, I think that's like uh, you know, I could do a book report on it. I just say, yeah, and then the baby Yoda says a thing, you know? And just change it to the cub does the thing. Yeah, he does the he does the thing with the force to uh oh, it would be so much better to, to 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 Carl Weathers. I was I couldn't think of Apollo Creed's name for a second there.
0: That's right. <laughs> do the hand thing, baby.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also added are a Marvel symbiote sale, uh, all symbiote appearances, Venom, books, and so forth, World War Hulk sale, and a Marvel Ultimate X-Men sale. Uh, I do also want to say, as someone who curates this list to the best of his ability, the Facebook algorithm for Comicsology is all screwy because it's promoting last year's sales. Right. I think somebody uh somebody needs to fix that. That's not mine. I I do the sales. I curate the list. It's somebody else's job to make sure that you're promoting this year's sales.
0: That's right. You curate the list. When it comes to the list, Joe, you're the great curator.
1: Mm, I think that's a reference to something that I just don't know right now.
0: You you've seen it. It was from the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, but that's as far
1: as I'll go. Right. Uh, There's also a Batman Day sale. I don't know what that (laughs) will Lots of digital stuff there. Uh, Also, I don't know if the um, last week we had mentioned the Black Panther stuff that was on sale. Let me check.
0: We did mention that
1: last week. Right. I know the uh, Scooby-Doo team-up stuff is still on sale, so be sure to check that stuff out. I know they had said it's going to be up for a limited time, but I think we're on month three of a limited time. (laughs) <laughs> um,
0: the guy who was supposed to program it to automatically shut down got fired in the last purge
1: again you don't want to see anybody lose their job but you also want to see people do their jobs correctly that's right where am I looking it looks as though comicology's website's got a lot of things that drop down when you mouse <laughs> over them eh? right right uh it looks as though the black panther stuff is still up there for free good well
0: as you always say grab it because if it's free now you grab it and it'll always be free in your cart
1: that's right so that's uh all the links to all that stuff will be in the show notes i don't link the black panther stuff only because it's like it's like everything you know what i mean and it's like a whole bunch of stuff it's just easier for you to type in black panther or shuri or killmonger and you can pull up that stuff right uh, let's get into what we read from this past week. Like I said, like Todd said at the beginning of the show, light week for both of us. There was no crossover other than <laughs> this book. So right. it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, we didn't line up. You have a different book that you're looking forward to. It's like, oh, I'll read that book just so we have something extra to talk about. There was none of that this week.
0: No, there wasn't.
1: Uh, so the book we're talking about is Web of Venom, Wraith, number one, written by Donny Kate, uh, with art by... Giu vianova
0: uh, I'm gonna say Villanova. Okay, because it's two L's. Okay, but yeah, I I like would have never guessed.
1: It's, yeah, and that's the thing. It's two L's in the book. It's one L on Marvel's website. So oh, okay, because I have the book
0: Right, you. I think you nailed the first name, which I wouldn't even gave a try. <laughs> but when I but when I was like, I could do Villanova. It's the name of a school. Mm. So.
1: What happened to artist named Bill Penn State, huh?
0: Oh, that's right. Alabama Crimson Tide drew this book. Roll Tide.
1: I think that's what Jason Aaron used to be credited as initially when he was writing. If he
0: wrote wrote books as the Alabama Crimson Tide, I would buy everything. Wait a minute. I already do.
1: Uh, So, yeah. So this is tying the Wraith character. And sad to say, I kind of forgot the Wraith existed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I know he had recently, and I say recently, like maybe like a year or two ago, appeared in like Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was one of the featured characters in that big relaunch of the Marvel Cosmic Universe, like way back when, like during Annihilation and all that stuff, that Mm -hmm. kind of reinvigorated Guardians of the Galaxy to be the multi-billion dollar conglomerate that my four-year-old niece knows the names of the (laughs) characters of.
0: Right. It was the second Annihilation. I think it was called Conquest. Yes. Was the, the one where he, that's where he first appeared. He had his own little mini series because every, uh, Annihilation had the four mini series and a couple of one shots. And, uh, I, you know, I, I'm a big fan of the Wraith character. I mean, he hasn't been used much, but like you said, he showed up in the guardians of the galaxy. And then this issue.
1: He's like a space, he's like a space cowboy.
0: He is. He's the space cowboy with no name. Yeah.
1: That, like, that hits, like,
0: every button of yours. It does. He's got the poncho, all of it. He's got the guns at his hip. He's ready for the quick draw. And basically, like, this story is his story of tr- uh, trying to find a cure for the curse that he has of the parasite that his father may have, you know, given him in the past and everything. And he goes on this journey to find it. And surprise, surprise, his curse becomes linked with Null somehow and his explanation and, and and everything with there. And then he's gonna go warn Eddie Brock that Null is up and about and ready to go. Um, I really, really like this book. Everything up to and until they hooked it up to Null's origin. Um, but before that, it was basically like him helping a lady and, you know, drawn the, basically the six gun and everything it was very westerny. And I would have loved to see Donnie Cates do an ongoing with the Wraith, you know, basically Space Cowboy with no name kind of a thing. But I'm not sure how much more Wraith we're going to get um, after, you know, the, the, the where this book leads into. So um, but I, I loved half of this book. It looked beautiful, looked absolutely gorgeous, had a gritty like like space look like i said westerny but uh yeah i'm just i'm just sad it went where it went i would have liked more of what was in the beginning
1: so okay um so i'm torn as well because i did like it but i felt as though the wraith who is the lead character in this one-off was given the short shrift yep uh not to spoil the book but you know i i think we can you know Tread as much as we want on this, so he gets his big face off, uh, with Null, and Null essentially is like, "Oh, you're the trash, you're the garbage, you're nothing." Mm-hmm. So he doesn't get Wraith doesn't get that satisfaction. I doubt that the Wraith has like this fervent and loyal fan base that's like begging for him to come back. Like very obviously, he's a third or fourth tier character, a niche character, whatever it is. But then the whole journey that he goes on in this issue, it's essentially just so that he could deliver a message to Eddie Brock on earth that there's a, just like null is the God of darkness. There's a God of light.
0: Mm -hmm. So basically his story is a throwaway story to start the next venom crossover.
1: Right. And I, and maybe they could have, and this essentially just, you know, writes the Wraith off. It's like the Wraith is done. You know, until we forget that we wrote him off and we decide to bring him back like three years later when somebody else starts writing a, a cosmic book that was a huge fan of Annihilation Conquest, the Wraith from 2008.
0: Exactly. Do you remember when we uh, turned Maxwell Lord into a cyborg? Yes, we do. But how come he didn't explain it? Did you like Maxwell Lord as a cyborg? No. Then who cares if we didn't explain it? That's how the yeah. Wraith is running around doing what he's doing now.
1: Right. And again, it's fine if you're a fan of the Venom stuff. You know, it's a bridge between the last crossover, the current stuff, and the next big event that they're doing with Venom. But, you know, this just kind of felt like an, an almost unnecessary story.
0: Right. And the fact that it's written by Donnie Cates makes it even sadder. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if this had been... You know, Joe Bag of Donuts or Johnny Penn State writing the book. I would have been fine with it, but like Donnie Kate's name on it should give it more gumption, if you will. More
1: importance, I guess.
0: Yes, more make it a more valid book to the, the storyline. And I feel it was just more of like, hey, remember this? We need this one piece of information. Here's a 20-page story to just give you that morsel. Now on to the big story.
1: Right. And I'll and I'll say this, and it's 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 terrible to say too that i bet you Donnie cates will defend this and obviously he showed it's his work it did not resonate with me i hope in the way in the way that i think that he hoped that it would this probably could have been like a four to six page backup story somewhere else
0: right it could have been like one of those uh uh war of the realms like remember when uh, jason aaron was doing the daredevil story as a backup to the three-part miniseries but there was two other stories like this should have been in a scrolls of the web of venom story or something like that something and and give me two other whatever stories of characters who are going to show up the only thing that i do hope is that maybe donny Cates has bigger plans for the wraith you know what I mean? Like coming out of this, like he could come back at some point through the the crossover or whatever, and that's maybe more what I'm betting on with Don. Like I I give
1: uh, Donny Cates the benefit of the doubt now, but we'll see. Or maybe not here, but maybe somewhere else. Like maybe in the grand scheme of things, like I needed to move the Wraith here for this bigger storyline, but now that I've touched the Wraith. We're gonna mm-hmm. come back to him eventually. It's just the way that this reads; it feels very finite.
0: Right. So basically, you're saying we'll just have to wraith and see.
1: No. <laughs> no one's saying that, <laughs> right? More people are saying Rob's recaps than that.
0: <laughs> than wraith
1: and see. I don't yes. know. Let's get that trending, people. Anyway, uh, so that's what we read from last week. Let's get into what we're looking forward to coming out this week. Uh, If you head over to longboxheroes.com every Tuesday around noon Eastern time, we put up the poll post, which is a link to an actually now returning link (laughs) to all the books that are coming out this week. Whether you get your books in print, whether you get them in trade, whether you photocopy a book and mail it to your retailer weeks in advance in the hopes that they buy more, be forewarned, be forearmed, know what's coming out this week. Uh, Todd and I post our pull lists of what we're getting this week, and we also attempt to guess what the other is most looking forward to coming out this week. Todd is in the lead by one correct guess over me. He goes first this week.
0: Right. Is the book you're looking forward to most what it always is, Immortal Hulk number 37?
1: Now, see, under normal circumstances, you, I would say yes, that's correct. But if you notice, there's two issues of Immortal Hulk coming out this week, issue 37 and issue zero. Right. So you really could, you can't say, is it Immortal Hulk? Because there's two Immortal Hulk books, but it is Immortal Hulk number 37, of course.
0: Oh, cool, cool.
1: And well, I did say 37 afterwards. I so. know, but I was going to say it's like, "Oh, it's always Immortal Hulk." And that's true. Right. It is always Immortal Hulk 37 in this instance, but there's two Immortal Hulk books shipping this week. So, you really could have flipped a coin on that one. Right. Because even though 0 does have some reprint stuff in it, it is um I think at least half new material.
0: Right. I wasn't sure on all that. I knew it had the reprint stuff of Devil Hulk and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know it was solicited as such. Mm-hmm. That, that was like so long. Re- it might just be like a new wraparound story, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. We'll see. We bought them, so we're stuck with them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would like to say the book you're most looking forward to coming out this week is also a Mortal Hulk 37. It is not. Is it Batman 99? It is Stillwater. Oh, OK. All right. I don't know. I
0: mean, there's a lot of great stuff here, but I did read a little bit of the Sidarsky Daredevil and I really liked it. And then like seeing the tidbit of like a town, you know, where no, nobody stays dead and everything. I don't know. There was just something about the look of this book that it's something different. And I'm I, I don't know if you remember at the beginning of the year I discussed like trying to open up, even though Zdarsky's a name and everything, trying to try and be pumped for new things, you know what I mean?
1: Sure, sure. And this is one of those ones where um, sometimes I don't love Chip Zdarsky stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, but because of how strong his Daredevil is and was, uh, when this got solicited, I'm like, okay, we're going to give this one a whirl, right? Right. I'm not going to read the solicit text, it's a brand new creator unbooked from Chip Sidarsky. and who's the artist on this Ramon Perez. Let's get it. Let's right. see how it, let's see how it shakes out.
0: And on top of daredevil for me, I don't know if you remember me saying this back in the day when, uh, just before they dropped the new fantastic four book by Dan slot, Zdarsky was doing the Marvel, uh, the Marvel two in one book with, uh, human torch and thing and i was really pushing for Zadarsky. well not that anybody would care what my opinion was was for him to get the ff book over dan spot mm-hmm. so like there was a while there that i was like on a little bit on the Zadarsky Zdars- Zdars- bandwagon but uh right. i don't know. we'll see i like i said just something new something different and that was a this was a blockbuster week anyway with the, you know a plus titles so
1: sure and even though I, I guessed wrong twice, that only counts as one incorrect guess,
0: right? But because I guessed right with two Immortal Hulks, I get two points. No, uh, I'm trying to get an opportunity here on picking books.
1: <laughs> so hey, I wanna I just we I only bring this up, uh, because I want to make you know, you mentioned it, we have to talk about it, Daredevil, right? Mm-hmm. So on. Uh the Marvel insider thing, which you know I go to every day so I can get my points that it goes toward different rewards every like two months or month or whatever it is for my Marvel puzzle quest, okay? Yeah, you're right. And so they had a thing on there where it was a four question quiz of how well do you know Daredevil? And it's a multiple choice thing, okay? Who
0: who created Daredevil? Because... Wait,
1: wait, wait. <laughs> so Daredevil's main weakness, okay. Matt Murdock's longtime girlfriend name was, okay. Where does Matt Murdock live? Okay. And one of the questions is, Daredevil was created by which writer? And the multiple choice <laughs> questions are Jack Kirby, Stan Lee, Bendis, or Mark Waid.
0: Well, they have the right answer in there. I'm not going to give you the answer because I'll let everybody, you know, pick their own. But I know what the right answer is of who created Daredevil.
1: I know you know what it is, but when I saw that they put Mark Wade on the list of people, and I'm like, they could have put, like, I don't know, like, anyone, like, there was so many other people that wrote Daredevil in between there, like, they could have, like, made up a name. But the fact that they threw Darede- uh, Mark Wade in there, I'm like, that's a rib on me by Todd indirectly without him, him even knowing about it.
0: That's right. Somehow I managed that.
1: Like, you made it happen through the cosmos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh my goodness. So while you're over at longboxheroes.com, be sure to check out all the other stuff that we have over there. Uh, past episodes of this show, past episodes of Longbox Heroes After Dark, uh, the 2017 smash sensation, Todd and Joe have issues. Uh, eh, the new writing, recappy thing that I'm doing, listening to Rob Liefeld's <laughs> podcast and kind of just making notes on it, you know? Uh, I saw somebody else say that I listen to Rob's the Rob's podcast so you don't have to. I didn't say that, but other people might be saying that. Um, give, it a, give it a try. You can't miss it. Uh, the, the, the art for each article is the same. It's kind of it sticks out like a sore thumb. That's right. <laughs> or a swollen chest.
0: That's right.
1: Oh. Um, you can also click our little thing for the store there where you can buy shirts and stickers and pins with our fancy logos on them. Uh, directly from me, they're in the house. You don't got nothing to worry about there. Ah, uh, you can also head over to our T Public store, uh, where a bunch of different things inspired by this show, inspired by After Dark, inspired by Addicts with Wrestling, Final Wrestling Place, uh, this weekend actually Wednesday to Saturday, everything is thirty five percent off through T Public store. So definitely, if, if you ever wanted a fish math math COVID nineteen mask, thirty five percent off. Wednesday to Friday is your time to do it.
0: Oh, get on it.
1: They have have the other sale at the end of the month on everything. Right. Uh, You could also uh, sign up for our Patreon. As little as a dollar a month is going to get you two extra episodes a month from Todd and I. One previewing the past where we look at that month's previews 30 years ago. The other looking at the films of comedy legend Mel Brooks and Babbling Brooks. At $5 and up, uh, you get those two podcasts two weeks before everyone else. You also get After Dark like three days before everyone else. We do have some higher-end tiers uh, where it's like going (laughs) on to Cameo and having characters and people that we hate like. Uh, you know, do something, record an intro or something for the show. Uh, They did recently raise their prices, so we had to change those tier levels just in case you wanted to indulge a little bit. (laughs) And obviously, you can kind of pick the verbiage, you know, nothing too untoward. They always have first right of refusal to say, no, I will not say I'm a a doo-doo head or something, you know? Right. Um, But that would get you, like, for the month, that would get you, like, all the other, like, goals, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. If you spend $69 on a Rob Liefeld cameo. Nice. I think we could I think we could swing those two bonus shows to you, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, you could also help us out another way, and that's by clicking the Amazon banner across the top of the page over at longboxheroes.com. Uh, it does not cost you anything extra. Amazon calls it an advertising fee. I call it the thing that makes Todd happy at the end of the month when he gets his cut of the money. Yeah. Right. Some of the notable purchases that the Amazon clicked through this past week include. Uh, hopefully, someone is taking advantage of the Amazon opportunity because they purchased a $50 e gift card. And I certainly hope they then use that $50 gift card to buy some of these other items, <laughs> such as. Uh, a three-pack of Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Now, the box says that it's Kraft Macaroni and Cheese Dinner, but it's not Kraft Dinner, which we don't have in the United States.
0: Right. But, you know, you can not only eat Kraft Mac and Cheese for dinner, you can have it for lunch or breakfast, too.
1: That's true. I've never had macaroni and cheese for breakfast. And I think that might be a bridge too far for me.
0: I believe I may have, but does it count if it was made the night before? Yeah, I guess you're eating it for breakfast.
1: Yeah. If you don't sleep, then like, you know, you're eating it at breakfast time, but you're not like having a glass of orange juice with it or some coffee. Mm-hmm. And I'm a
0: firm believer if you eat enough of any one thing, it becomes a meal. Oh, okay. Like if you eat lots and lots of instant mashed potatoes, like if you eat like a bowl, of inst- that's a meal. Just for- You don't need vegetables or meat. You had a meal. It's okay. Move on.
1: I, I'd i be hard-pressed to disagree with that statement. Right. Uh, somebody purchased a six-pocket bedside storage organizer. Mm-hmm. What it essentially is, is it's like a bed skirt that you can get for your bed that has pockets in it. Or pouches. or Right, or pouches that you can like put your tablet or whatever it is. A lot of people read on their tablets. If they had a handy holder, they could put that <laughs> in the pocket as well.
0: Right, you can put the transporter in one of them.
1: Right, but they even, like, so this is, like, a separate thing if, like, you already have, like, a queen-size, you know, bed sheet set, sheet set, and it's like, oh, well, now I need these pockets. Well, they also sell, like, bed sheet sets where it's, like, the fitted sheet, the, the other sheet, the pillowcases, and these sheets already have the pockets built into them ingenious i did not know that this was a thing i still just put stuff on like the table next to my bed
0: i do too i wonder if you if they like are like waterproof and you could like put your false teeth in these pouches with like you know the tablet and the
1: water right And now you're getting like too far down the bed because now you have a series of pouches going down the length of your bed. Like I put my slippers down by where my feet would go. That makes sense. I would put my glasses up by my head. What do I put in the other four pouches?
0: I don't want to even talk about it. All right. Your copies of beauty.
1: (laughs) Somebody also purchased an injustice Two uh one 18th scale four inch action figure of the swamp thang mm-hmm. and uh i certainly hope that it was not the gr- you weren't grouchy after watching this because somebody purchased money plane
0: oh you want to see that swamp thing character fight an alligator
1: money plane you want to know what's in those other four pouches money plane <laughs> that's right
0: uh what was it the grumble
1: the Grumble. I thought it was he was the Grumble, but his last name was like McGrouch or something stupid like that.
0: Right, right. And I still want to see the the Grumble prequel, <laughs> the rise of the Grumble.
1: Uh, I wish I I wish I kept better track of like what we did on At Odds with Wrestling because we talked about oh, and that was the, oh man. So uh, I just put the wrong thing in. So um, I'm getting confused here. It's been a long night right we um we talked about money plane on an episode of ad oz with wrestling right uh episode 98 of At oz with wrestling we Wait, did, did you ex-
0: let me the dvd that you bought
1: right adam and i did an extensive review of money plane right mm-hmm so uh, when there's, like, no pay-per-views or anything else like that, we give each other, like, homework assignments. Like, oh, everybody else watch this. We'll watch it. We'll discuss in on the show next week. And uh, Adam assigned the Heroes of Wrestling pay-per-view
0: <laughs>
1: that I made you watch for Gallifrey Birds, like, three and a half years ago.
0: No, wait a minute. Is that the one that they're at the casino? Yes. Is that the one with the legendary Jake the Snake promo and match at the end?
1: yes
0: oh my goodness so much good stuff
1: adam has never seen it Mm -hmm. he just looked he just like bing searched worst wrestling pay-per-views and he's like i'm gonna get joe i'm gonna make him watch bad pay-per-views little does he know i've seen the show many times i've already reviewed it on an episode of the podcast for this network and it's a it's a show that i sickingly enjoy and I said to him, I go, Adam, I go, have you seen this pay-per-view? No. I go, are you aware of the Jake Roberts promo on there? No. I'm like, I'm not saying anything else. Oh. He's doing I mean, this to himself. He's but, punishing himself by making himself watch stuff that he's not going to enjoy.
0: You got Aces and Eights. I got two of those too. Oh,
1: oh now see, you say that he doesn't he
0: doesn't know what you're talking about. I know. But you know what's the weird part? I do. Yes! And the sad part is I don't want to spoil anything here because he hasn't seen it. I can do most of that Jake the Snake promo. (laughs) And I'm going to do this one thing because I don't care if this does spoil it because I want him to know this if he hasn't watched it yet. My favorite thing in that whole promo, and it's stuck with me to this day, is Jake's doing his thing and he points at the bag with the snake in it and the guy who's interviewing, don't know his name, just goes... Oh, in such a stupid, like, wow moment. It's absolutely ridiculous. I actually want that sound, if I can get my ringtone maker up, fired up, as a clip for my, like, uh, text notification. He's just like, oh. I can't do it justice, but when you rewatch it, you will see it.
1: I'll, I'll probably be rewatching it. Oh, boy. Uh, tomorrow, maybe, as we okay. record this. Uh, mm-hmm. Adam usually watches the homework assignment literally minutes before we record the show. Sure, Probably, want- probably so it stays fresh in his head.
0: I was just going to say, you want that snake
1: promo fresh in your head.
0: Because <laughs> it'll never leave.
1: Joe. No. Oh, anyway. Uh, hey, Todd, Art Attack this week,
0: yes? Yes, we do have Art Attacks from Rebecca. We have a... a megatron bust that is absolutely fantastic i'm a big fan of uh and they even say a sinister megatron in profile and i'm a big fan of the transformers the g1 transformers back in the day and i always loved the look of like the transformers from that era not that stinky michael bay stuff and uh nailed it pretty good megatron looks pretty sinister i'd have to agree
1: i like the shading uh i'm a sucker when it's a black and white thing Uh, not colored whatever and then you really go in on the shading i think that does so much to the piece and it does a lot in this one
0: right and uh also from jared Finelli. Um, he he got a new piece from Mark's tattooing. Uh, he was died. Uh, Jared was diagnosed with cancer a year ago, and uh, he listens to our podcast and w- we help them get through the treatments. And he'd like to thank us for passing the time. And he asked if this counts as comic book art. It's a tattoo of the old double R Deadpool uh, cursing, saying "f cancer" and dang right that that stands as comic book art and anytime you get a tattoo especially if it's a comic character we're you know gladly you know send it to todd's art attack and i wish you all the best in your fight jared absolutely
1: uh that's a nice piece and uh you know jared hopefully you keep fighting the good fight as you as todd mentioned um and uh thanks for listening as long as you have been if we could help pass anyone's time when they're going through horrible things in their life uh you know that that's kind of that's a little humbling i would say
0: yes and also you chose swear pool so you made the right uh, correct choice
1: (laughs) (laughs) well we're gonna get to a point where every deadpool is swear pool you know
0: true true it's the one true deadpool
1: so i think that's it for the main show oh uh yeah that's everything for the main show we're gonna get into to discussion of episode four season two of the boys that's right and uh we'll take a break and
0: uh you take a sip of milk for the cause
1: i might have to blow my nose hang on okay that didn't come through the microphone nope all right good Oof. we're fighting something hopefully it's not that and it's only this right you'll know when you listen to after dark
0: <laughs> oh this is all staining right
1: yeah 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 this is kind of like the break in between the shows you know
0: right i wish you had the sip of milk but that's a whole other story
1: no no i gotta listen i gotta save the milk um for uh the pills I gotta take when we're done here. Okay. Right. <laughs> I see this. anyway, we'll we'll discuss off air. Anyway. Right. Uh the boys this week. Um everyone's involved. Everybody's doing stuff. Uh Mother's Milk, Huey. Uh Annie comes along much to Mother's Milk initial chagrin. To go find Liberty. Um, Information was brought up about finding who Liberty is. Perhaps they can help the boys. Right. Uh, I think we end up learning that that may not be the case. Uh, While that's going on, um, Butcher has found out where they're keeping his wife. He has a rendezvous with her. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as the world of Vought is crumbling down around him, uh, Homelander decides to pin the needle in the red on the creep-o-meter.
0: <laughs> right. And then the weakest plot line is Frenchie making stupid decisions with uh Kamiko. Yeah. I, I just I, wanted to put that out there that it in an otherwise perfect episode, that was like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, because I thought the Kamiko stuff going to uh Stormfront doing the speech was intense. But him uh Frenchie trying to kiss Kamiko and then going to his old girlfriend to tell her about it was like to me really slowed down the episode, if that makes any sense. And I was like, man, if you just cut this out of here, this would have been an A plus 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 episode. Uh
1: yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Frenchy sadly ends up kind of getting the shortest end of the storylines, like the depth of his plot lines. Right. You know, um, sadly, Mother's Milk, this is the first time, like, outside of, like, I've got a wife and kids, right. they've added more to his story.
0: Right, the father think, and stuff think like that. I
1: he's lying about the father.
0: I don't think he is. I well,
1: don't know. Well,
0: I think he's telling the truth about the father, but how he died may be a lie.
1: I think there's some dishonesty in there.
0: Right. Cause that's I do know saying. he does say there was a tragedy with his brother. I, re- I vaguely remember the tragedy from the book. So that's true, but I, I don't know. We'll see on the father. Cause I, I, that wasn't in the backstory that I remember.
1: Right. So, and that's the thing. I don't know if there's backstory from the books that would, you know what i mean affect that right yeah
0: and i don't want to know
1: okay but um so i'm sad that um huey and annie hooked back up okay i knew it was gonna happen but i'm sad that it happened
0: why are you sad that it happened
1: their relationship is already complicated and a disaster enough for that to happen.
0: Okay. I really, I agree with you. It was a bad decision. And as I mentioned last week, it was one of the, you know, it was one bad decision in a whole episode. So I was like, okay with it, but everything that leads up to them hooking up. And then afterwards was some of the most realistic stuff in, in a show about, you know, Snyder-esque killing superheroes. Um, the whole, like, literally him and her going on the ride, singing the Billy Joel song, getting like the whole uh, thing at the vending machine, and their talks. I was like, this is some of the most realistic dialogue between two people take out the fact that she has superpowers, like I said, and I was like, this. it was so sweet and touching throughout, and you're like, this is gonna end horribly. And then at the end, she's like, we we... we we can't let our guard down to be safe, especially after like Homelander takes the swing at her. Like, I don't know if I can trust you anymore. And I'm like, this is perfect, but I get what you, maybe you didn't like them getting together. I just thought it was a great, all great scenes. It was some of the strongest stuff in this episode.
1: It was strong and it made me care. Mm. And it made me sad that it happened because I just knew the more close these two get the worse it's going to be
0: yep yep garth ennis isn't big on happy endings
1: (laughs) no no um so and we talked about last week how uh mother's milk said that like huey's the canary right right if he goes down then we've gone too far
0: right what's it all for
1: yeah And he was in a dark place in like episode two and three.
0: Yes, he was. And he seemed to come up for air this episode. Uh And I think he's not going to tread water for a little while again. He's going under for a little bit. And that's the thing. Huey's on a roller coaster ride, I believe, this season.
1: Speaking of people not on roller coaster rides. People whose lives are, I don't even know what you would call them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's Homelander.
0: Oh, I was gonna go to Butcher first.
1: Oh, okay. Go ahead with Cause, Butcher.
0: Because I two things. One, there's an old there's a story going through the whole episode where women are getting interviewed, and we end up finding out that these are all interviews for the deep's wife. I forgot e- about that.
1: The casting call for his wife, yes.
0: Right. For the the scient I'm I'm doing the air quote Scientology group. Um, and he, you know, we don't know what it is until the very end when that woman says, oh, we're looking for your wife and the deep wants one, the one woman. And he says, no, you want the other one. And we obviously know which one the deep is going to go going for, but I found that interesting because it was keeping me guessing through it all. And then when we got the answer, I was like, okay, that's really cool. Um, to see how it this is going to get him back Into the seven I have no idea I like And then the butcher he gets the The storyline where he's like oh I know where my Wife is he goes and he talks to her And this was one to me that was the Almost sadder than huey and starlight because as i'm I'm watching it you could see the pain in the butcher's face talking like she's like and we'll get out of here and he's like yes we'll get out of here me you and my son you could see every time she said it, the but- butcher would just like do something and you're like this isn't gonna end well he hates superheroes or people with powers and you have a kid and obviously you know the mother's bond is strong she's not just gonna give up that kid that was just like this is gonna end horribly and in the end it does because she ends up turning on the butcher because she's like, you'll either abandon them or destroy them because I know how you are. And I was like, I thought that was tragic. And then there was that cutout scene from last episode that I sent you. Did you end up watching that? Yeah. Um, where I glad they took that out of last week's episode or the not last week. Cause they did them together in a bunch of threes where he, it was him between Homelander taking him to see his wife. And when we see him show up to Frenchie Huey and, and everything, and he ends up killing his war buddy. I think we're supposed to walk the line on the butcher, as whether or not we like him or can trust him or not. And I think him killing his friend just because he's like, Hey, you're on the news. Like if, if I showed up at your door six years from now, after you haven't seen me and I'm on the nightly news for assassinating the head of the CIA, I do believe you would turn me in. <laughs> you wouldn't hide me. You know what I mean? So me having to kill you would be a little cold-blooded. So I, it, I'm kind of glad they cut that scene. And in my head, canon that scene doesn't exist.
1: Right, right. It, it depends on what you and I, what sort of bond you and I did or had in the war. Because like, what well, if uh, you, uh, like I did some horrible thing and you helped me cover it up. Mm-hmm. and like right. now this thing is going on i owe you one right that's all. but yeah so that's just my
0: take on all that i wanted to get it out
1: no no quite all right again like i said i i felt as though the butcher is the lead of the show right because he's the leader of the boys but homelander has come on so strong <gasps> that we always save the homelander for last i get that that's why can't so. not talk about him like He's, like, becoming the main character of the show, where he's supposed to be the antagonist, (laughs) but he's just such a compelling, yet hateable, yet everything character. It's just, you just want to talk about everything that he does in the show. Yes. Whether it be, like, outing Queen Mauve without her okay on national TV. Dirtbag. Oh my goodness just and then like calling her out and like in the hallway and i'm like he's starting to let his guys slip yes he is it's starting to unravel on him a little bit yes and what's gonna happen when someone who is wound that tight unravels it's not gonna be a slow thing
0: i'm literally getting goosebumps as i'm thinking about the slow burn throughout this episode with the Homelander. Like when he's like, everybody's like gone off and done something. And like Mob, he's found out, his he's like, he's tired of the lies. And then he goes and he's standing with the hand clicker watching the memes. And the face is like stoned. Then like his, the facade cracks and starts to twitch and he's getting madder and madder. And he's shown that he's a bad, mm-hmm and you're like when this snaps it's going to be bad and he goes see stormfront and they're talking and she thinks she can play him and there's that moment where he does the laser eyes and even she's like Whoa, okay i came on a little strong it's like you don't mess with homelander and when it comes down when it unravels it's going to be bad but this whole episode and i don't we haven't even talked about the cabin yet I, i'm saving that for last um Just everything is just, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And every little thing the Homelander does is riveting. And I'm going to say something that like, as I mentioned it last week where, you know how I mentioned, I love the capes and the suits and everything about this show. Yes. Watching this episode, there's a moment where he's kicking a train out of the seven and Homelander is walking. And I don't know if they have designed the Cape to do this. I'm fascinated with the Cape. Like I said, the way you're with hair on CW, he has a walk. Watch it whenever he's walking away from the camera. He does this walk that makes the cape sway perfectly every time. I don't know if it's CGI or something, or, or just a weight in the cape. But the way he walks, the way I've noticed, the way he sits down on a chair when he's going to sit down, he reaches behind his back and clumps up the cape. like The way he does it, it's like he's lived his whole life with the cape and i'm fascinated by it and i know that's stupid but it's something i fixated on
1: so we could talk about the cape for a while we could do cape cast if you want right um i don't know if there's any sort of making of or behind the scenes mm-hmm. i don't think the cape is cgi but i do think there's elements in the cape that make it move in a certain way mm-hmm. um whether it's be like like Muppeteers or puppeteers off Camera like moving in a certain way (laughs) But I also noticed Quite often when he does That walk that you're talking about And he walks away from camera That he puts his hands Behind his back Yes I wonder if that has something to do with it I definitely think that's a deliberate move Both as the character and as the actor That there's some sort of something That he's doing To make sure the cape is moving a certain way With the controls Right, and there's also that
0: mirror that fascist look of having your hands behind your back while you march. Yes. You know, like just to give that to the character that he is, you know what I mean? But I like I know and I have a feeling this is going to be my thing. We have like four episodes left or whatever cuz I think it's a 10 episode season. We're at the halfway point. Um I will be bringing up the cape more than
1: once this season. <laughs> so just just like let me have this one thing. Just so you know. No problem. And hey, just real quick, Stormfront, you mentioned her, Stormfront. She Ooh. was the one who had people making the memes to mess with uh, Homelander to, to discredit him. She kind of admits that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And she may be the old character Liberty that they're looking for because that's kind of a goose chase as well. When Mother's mm-hmm. Milk Huey and Annie show up at that woman's house, I'm thinking, oh, maybe she's Liberty. No, no, she was paid hush money because Liberty may have been the first soup who went mad and killed her brother and they paid her family, literally at the time, nothing, to stay quiet about it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of illusions that Stormfront may be Liberty from however long ago that was. Let's right. say at least 30, 40 years ago.
0: Right. and Because I said it was in the 70s, I think. and right. And it was all because Liberty was literally profiling the driver of the car because he, you know, and just the beaten that she gives him, I was uncomfortable with the effects on the hood of that car, Joe. Like when they, when she punches that, that guy and he ends up has his face busted up when I was like, Oh, like there's blood on the windshield. They're not going to show it. And then he's like gasping. I was like, I don't know how Joe feels about this but this has my stomach turning in knots cuz I know you're you're okay with gore, you know what I mean?
1: I was going to say you know I'm a gore uh, I'm uh you know I'm a gore aficionado. I'm down for the sick kills. Mm-hmm. That image was on the screen for less than 2 seconds and it's very vividly burned into my uh, olfactory senses, if you will.
0: Right. And then all of that, I just want to say the fact that we do find out on that trip to meet Liberty what Starlight's three favorite candy bars are. And they are Almond Joy, Biddle Honey, and Charleston Chew. And I was cracking up because I rewatched the episode to have it fresh in my brain like that Jake the Snake thing. Um, uh, and there was a scene where Black Noir goes in to look, to, to put the cameras to find Butcher. And the girl's eating an almond joy and, and Blackmore makes her throw it in the garbage can. And I just cracked up seeing that a second time, knowing the candy bar bit through the, the episode. Hysterical.
1: Uh, I did like that her uh, candy, boy cho- candy bar choices are all <laughs> horrible.
0: Right. Because he was her candy boy choice. But.
1: All right. Now, now. are we going to talk about Homelander? Yep, in the cabin. In the cabin. Okay, so he flies down to the cabin. And you know how you said at the top of the show that you would love to watch the show with my wife? Yes. Uh, so when he walks into the cabin, and Madeline, who he burned the eyes out of at the end of season one, is there in a, a flimsy negligee to greet him at the door with a glass of milk. <laughs> She leapt off the couch, (laughs) said, no, 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 you're dead. What's going on? And I'm like, it's fine. Come here. (laughs) It's fine. I'm sure they'll explain whatever. Mm -hmm. And it ends up being uh, Doppelganger, Doppelganger, the guy that they had pose as whoever the military guy was from previous season to kind of get him in a compromising position to move their bill through.
0: Right, I think he was a senator or a uh, right. something.
1: So, uh that is in and of itself creepy, right? Mhm. And then like we we get that scene, then we get a second scene where the guy kind of lets the thing fall and he's like, "I can't hold the shape. I can't hold a single shape for a very long time." And Homelanders is like, "Change it back now." And the guy's <laughs> yeah. like, you could see the fear of everything in that guy's face.
0: Mhm.
1: Um, And then we get our next scene where, you know, the ritual begins, shows up at the house, has the thing of milk, Homelander's had a bad day.
0: Well, he's talked with Stormfront, who says everybody needs to love you, and it's sad, but yay, you do you, and she has that whole thing about loving yourself and needing love, and the whole thing Doppelganger's going off on is how everybody loves you, and he's like, I don't need anybody, I just need me and doppelganger. doppelganger
1: does not read the room nope
0: and he becomes he becomes homelander in the negligee which once again is another visual burned into my brain because i have to give you know the guy who plays homelander that once again kudos because he's standing there being doppelganger, pretending to be Homelander in a negligee, and it's all fascinating, it's all fantastic. And he's going to make love to himself, uh, he's gonna try and you know put the moves on Homelander, and it goes about as well as you would expect. Joe.
1: This show, man, I tell you, and I
0: just want to say, I because I rewatched that scene and I'm getting goosebumps right now, which is what I always say is the scene of him, I don't need anyone. I don't anybody and he snaps doppelgangers neck and throws him to the floor. And it's at that point that they should throw in like the creepy music or whatever, but it just goes to silent and the credits roll. And it's just the crackling fire for three minutes. It is so creepy. So creepy, Joe. Well, ambiance, baby.
1: It's a good show, man.
0: Uh, This was my favorite episode of the season so far. This this was crazy.
1: Uh yeah, it was really good. Um, mm-hmm. I like this show a lot. It's really good. I'm glad uh, I I picked it up. I'm
0: glad you did too. Now we just need to get on that webcam of <laughs> April watching. We could stream it of April watching the show.
1: See, Cause... it's going It would be too awkward because I'm watching it for the first time myself, and then I'd have to be holding the thing, the 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 phone or the camera or whatever. On her while she's watching. And then it has to, like, that, or I'd have to do it, like, in secret, which is, like, double creepy. Right, that's a lot Um, of Homelander right there. (laughs) What I may end up doing is, after we watch this week's episode, I'll see how she would feel about recording, like, just her thoughts and feelings on the episode. Mm -hmm. And depending on how swear-filled that gets, putting it either at the end of, like, next week's episode here or next week's After Dark.
0: Right. Because, and I don't, I get like the creepy angle, but man, oh man, I'd pay for the tripod to hold the camera.
1: (laughs) But (laughs) if she knows she's being recorded, I think she wouldn't like kind of stifle it, you know?
0: No, I get you. But what we could do is just like, we could, you could just say it's like for work. It's something to hold something and just like, see, I don't know. There's a whole way we can bamboozle your wife, but no, I get it. It it is all around creepy, but it just, the whole like you explaining it all is just fascinating to me. Yeah. Or or at least I may come over and peek through the window.
1: Okay. That's fine. Like, I don't know if anybody else needs to see this. If I do it, then that's good enough, you know? All right. I'll see about getting her to record like her thoughts. Right, right. Just so you get, like, you won't get to see the uncomfortableness, but at least you'll get to, like, hear the anger that she has. Oh, of, like, I can imagine. she wants to fight yeah. Homelander.
0: I would love to give uh, April some compound V and let her go and be
1: a Homelander. Yeah. So that was a lot of boys talk. Yes, it was. Hey, check it out. You know, it's on Amazon Prime. You should have Amazon Prime, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's ways to scam Amazon Prime. I don't know if you could still do the thing if you like you have a school email address. Sometimes they let that slip through and you might get it for free. Uh, Or, hey, uh, I think there's a trial for Amazon Prime that if you sign up for it through our click through, even if you don't stick with it, uh, you know, we still get the kickback for that, you know.
0: Right. And if you want to, you can wait until all the boys episodes are out and do that month.
1: Right. Binge them all. And then uh, we'll get our credit.
0: Right. And then let it lapse if you want.
1: Sure. Or forget about it. I don't know if we get like a rolling thing, like you signed up. So we get like something every month. I don't think it works that way. That's how Jerry's internet wrestling emporium works, but (laughs) right. Right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, This was long box heroes episode. 520. 520. I was trying to look it up here. It's been a long Mm -hmm. night. No, uh, For Todd, this is Joe saying thanks for listening, and we'll see you all here next week.
0: Remember, be a faucet, not a drain. You're listening to the soon to be named Network. The Lamborghini
1: of Podcast Network.